Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blind Boy says sometime in March. Okay. Let's, uh, let's jump in here. Let's just do a little bit of hello. Where are we here? Oh, I like off the camera. Here we go. There we go. I was completely off the camera. <laughs> I had to move myself over to get in, get in the camera here. Um, by the way, this is a very casual, very casual space flight stream. So if you're into space flight, if you're into Starship, um, just let me know in the chat because I know that's what I live for. I live for space flight. Rocket life, Holly. Exactly. That's what we're here for. Very casual. Very, very casual. Um, NC Davis, again, thanks for that too. Got you. From Norway. Yeah, let me know where you guys are from in chat too, because it's nice to see the community and know where everyone's coming from. I'm from Georgia now. I was from Vermont and from Starbase. I went from Starbase. Okay, so uh, the last four years ish, a lot of moving, a lot of moving. <laughs> uh, Vermont to New York to Starbase, Texas, uh, for about a year, and then back to New York, back to Vermont, and down. Now I'm in uh, Georgia. Uh, I'm about a couple hours away from uh, NASA now, which is really good. Uh, let's see where we're from. Manchester, England. Nice. Uh, Philip said launch in two weeks. I'm a Brit living in Maine. Oh, Maine. I love Maine. Maine's so nice. Uh, Best of Sweden. Hello, beautiful Berkshires. Yeah, my life and day night rhythm is based and star based. Yeah, I'm kind of that way too. I had, I had that going for me for about a year, and I kind of stuck with it because I was down. Like I was always at Starbase. Like I was, I was constantly down there. I was live streaming and whatever, and doing all the the content from down there. And then I'm still on that mindset of like I got to get up in the morning. I got to drive to Starbase, and it's kind of cool. We have this. Uh, island out here called Tybee Island and it's very similar to the drive to Starbase really weird really weird the first time I drove out there I was like this is very familiar it reminds me also of going to um Kennedy Space Center very similar uh, a lot of water you know it's right in the ocean so very very similar but I'm on Starbase time too I, I'm always tank watching I'm always yeah, there's always a Starbase, something Starship in my head. So I'm happy that we're here together and we can do this. Um, yeah, so Wessex Dragon says, space, yes. Are we still streaming? There we go. We got it. Yep, we're good to go. So we have we have a couple things we have to talk about today. Uh, it's it's getting there. It's getting, getting juicy down at Starbase. And there will be some new information coming out in the next few, I shouldn't say information, some, some new, um, man, why does my screen look so wonky here? Sorry. Sorry. This, as I was saying, this is a casual stream, but my lights are really wonky too. So just being real here with you guys. Ooh, 
It's bad light. Bad lighting. I got this new light over here, so I'm going to turn it down. Because it looks... Whew, looks pretty bright. Blowing me out. Blowing me out. There we go. Okay, we got... We, so let's, get, let's do this for real. Let's do this for real. We have some some information from Eddie Trevino, who's uh, the judge for Starbase area. Uh, so we have... Let's look at that real quick. Here we go. Uh, there will be a road closure, possibly, uh, conducting transport and, uh, transport operations between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. today. Um, and in the alternative, between 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. Uh, we know that the ship is back at the OLM. Uh, the booster is back at the OLM. Don't have to transport anything anymore. What could it be? I don't know. Let me know in chat. What do you think it's going to be? It's possibly, you know, it could be any, it could be anything. It could be anything. It could be a booster. It could be another ship. Um, it could be moving something down the road. It could be moving something from the test facility to the production facility or or anything. Or a crane from uh, the launch site to, uh, you know, out of the launch site, basically. I think that that might be it because they used a crane to move uh, the ship to the OLM from Pad B. So it might be a crane moving out of the way. So if that's the case, uh, it should be anytime soon. We should be seeing that. And also maybe tonight, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And this is central time, Texas time. So we could be seeing that sometime today. Now, also, we have some other interesting things happening at Starbase as we as we speak. Um, also, My Michael Maxey, thanks for the super chat. I appreciate you, man. Let's see here. How do we, how do, we do this? We got, I don't know why this isn't doing this these alerts man oh there we go oh bro that's a huge huge starships let's get you in there dude get you in there be some starships put you on top there we go thanks for that super chat appreciate you man live shows are always fun because they're just chill i love doing live shows they're so fun they're way i think they're way less stressful than like creating a video to be honest with you like creating and like editing a video, I prefer this format because I can hang out with you guys because we're all the same. You know, we're all here for starships. We're all here to talk about stuff like this. Debs, what's up? Stalker alert. Hydrate. Oh, I got it right here. Um, over 50 watching and over 13 likes. Come on. Yeah, could we try to get up to 20 likes? That'd be easy, right? Three more. There we go. Let's get up to 20. Super easy. And I got to get this out of my head. <laughs> These alerts got to go away because you can't, I can't see anything. There we go. Okay. So we got the, we have the road closure possibly, but let's go, let's kind of like move it back a little bit and, but also move it forward because Starship isn't just happening at Starbase because Artemis three is happening as we speak at NASA Marshall. And let me show you what I mean. This is very, very cool. This is one of those things that we are like, where you're like, you're hoping something like this happens, right? You're like, how do I get this inside information? Well, you know what? NASA gives it to you. They're just going to be like, hey, we're going to give you the docking mechanism of Starship and the Orion capsule. Look at this. So they did a uh, they did 30 experiments. I, I believe it was 30 experiments. Let me check it out. But there's some there's some photos. Ooh, really close ups, really close, tight close ups of this docking mechanism. It looks like a modified um, 
uh, modified dragon capsule. You know, like uh, the docking mechanism. I mean, I've seen this count. I saw this comment on, I think it was um, either the SpaceX subreddit or one of the subreddit, one of the reddits um, for SpaceX. But it said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right? Like that makes sense. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. They already have a docking mechanism that works great. So why would they want to really mess with it too much? They just incorporate it with Starship. They, you know, people go from uh, a Dragon capsule into the ISS really easily. They dock very well, very similar docking mechanisms. So use that same technology that you've been growing over the last 10 years or so and adapt it to a Starship. They don't give you many much information, but NASA and SpaceX recently performed qualification testing for the docking system that will help future Artemis crews move between spacecraft to carry out lunar landings. The tests conducted over 10 days included more than 200 docking scenarios. Sorry, I said 30, but I think it's that you had to do 30 things. 200 docking scenarios. And NASA goes on a little bit more in their um, on their news site here. Um, there's a lot of information here. Part of NASA's Artemis campaign We'll get people on the surface of the moon. Uh, so here we go. This is this is interesting, and we knew this before, but they just reiterated this here. Uh, astronauts will ride the Orion spacecraft, so it's going to be launching on the SLS from Earth to lunar orbit, and then once the two spacecraft have docked, so the Starship enters lunar orbit as well, docks with the Orion, and then the people inside Orion go from Orion through the docking mechanism that we just saw this this docking mechanism and then they enter the starship they move to the lander this uh the starship human landing system the hls that will bring them down to the surface so they're gonna go from the orion into the hls fly down to the surface of the moon in a craft that's 150 feet tall <laughs> that's wild like that's that alone like somebody flying in a 150 foot tall rocket and landing on the moon surface is wild. That's wild. Uh, after surface activities are complete, Starship will return the astronauts to Orion waiting in lunar orbit. And then they go on to say, during later missions, astronauts will transfer from Orion to Starship via the Gateway Lunar Space Station. So Artemis 3, they're in Orion, they dock with Starship, they go to the moon. Anything after that, later missions, possibly even uh, Artemis 4, they might not have the lunar station quite ready yet, so they might do this again for Artemis 4. But they're going to have a gateway lunar station for later Artemis missions based on SpaceX's prior flight-proven Dragon 2 docking system used on missions to the ISS. The Starship docking system can be configured to connect the lander to Orion or to the gateway. So everything's compatible. Docking system tests for Starship HLS were conducting at NASA's Johnson Space Center over 10 days using a system that simulates contact dynamics between two spacecraft in orbit. Tests included more than 200 docking scenarios. So docking scenarios could be, uh, this might be a little bit of a sketchy, weird way to do a docking scenario, but let's see, we got some iced coffee here, right? Just say this is, uh, this is Orion. And then this, Starship. Oh, this is going to be super dangerous. There's a straw. Super dangerous. So we got Orion. We got Starship. It's just, they say they dock like this. Right? Say if they're going to dock like this. They're probably not going to dock like this. But say if they dock like this. Just say these are the docking mechanisms. 200 different ways. They could go straight on. They could go at a little bit of an angle like this. So they can 
mate a little bit off off kilter. Any way you want to put them, 200 different die scenarios, whether it's speed, velocity, uh range whatever you know whatever it is they did 200 different docking scenarios between these two uh docking um simulators so the real world result using full-scale hardware will validate computer models of the moon lander's docking system so they they want they did it first with computers they made sure that everything should work and they figured out hey it's probably gonna work let's make these things for real so they made the actual docking mechanisms, which is great. Um, but now, you know, 200 docking scenarios, that's really bright, 200 docking scenarios later, and they are, looks like they're good to go with these things. Dynamic testing that the Starship system can perform a soft capture while in active docking role. Um, and then when two spacecraft dock, one vehicle is a chaser and the other one's a target. Someone's coming flying at it. It's sort of like uh, International Space Station is the uh, target, right? So it's flying around the Earth in incredible amounts of speed. And then the chaser, like the craft that's going towards the International Space Station has to catch up to it. And it's the chaser. It's chasing it along the path to form, perform a soft capture. The soft capture system of the active docking system is extended while the passive system on the other spacecraft remains retracted. Latches and other mechanisms. So it's very, very similar to the International Space Station docking system. Um, active, allowing the two spacecraft to dock. Since being selected on the moon lander to return humans to the surface of the moon, since Apollo, SpaceX has completed, oh, here we go, more than 830 HLS-specific milestones by defining and testing hardware needed for power generation, communications, guidance and navigation, propulsion, life, life support, and space environments protection. So 30 milestones, a lot of different things. They've done a lot of different things. Power generation, communications, whether that's internal communications or communications uh, with from the spacecraft to uh, the Earth, so that one of the spacecraft, uh, one of the milestones could be Starship communicating with ground satellites, or it could be communicating with Starlink, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, so we're not exactly sure what those 30 milestones are, but they did a lot of them. So, yeah, so that is a really interesting thing that's happening right now with uh with starship i'm very i'm really excited about this uh, i mean look at this look at these mechanics so beautiful so much wiring so much engineering here totally wild totally wild um let's see what's going on in chat here let's take a second here let's take a second here what do you guys think i think that's really it, it shows that they're really pushing for this artemis uh, three mission they're working alongside like they're they're doing everything at starbase to launch the thing right they're doing everything they can to launch as many starships as possible but also over at nasa they're working with nasa for artemis 3 that's wild um odysseus is napping but still working same with jackson slim yeah i saw that michael um we're going to talk about that a little bit later um that's trying to make this universal standard i hope so i hope they make a universal standard for docking um, they have a, you know, like a pretty good standard for docking right now, but a universal standard would be incredible because every nation could use it. Every spacecraft could use it. And then they could 
move forward and keep building upon the, you know, the the legacy hardware that's been around for so long. Um, Holly says, I'm forever grateful for all your advice and encouragement along the way. Oh, yeah, of course, Holly. Of course. I'm happy you're you're doing your thing. I'm so I'm a supporter of anybody that loves spaceflight. Anybody that loves spaceflight and isn't a jerk, you know, <laughs> like be nice, love spaceflight. I'm your friend. Like, that's it. That's all I want. So, like, I'm happy. I'm I'm just grateful that you're out there doing your thing. Uh, Gateway is going to be the business. Yeah, to the surface. And then it falls over. Oh, devs, no. Uh, but it is exciting stuff. Brian Reynolds says hello from Delaware. Yeah, Delaware. Nice. Um, Dragon XL, not quite yet. I think I think that's kind of on hold right now. Um, Michael Maxey says SpaceX showed a picture of the document for HLS to Orion. Yeah, isn't that wild? It's such a wild mechanism, and it's such a big thing. You don't realize how big these things are, but Starship is a it's 30 feet around. Like that's the size of a house. I'm looking at my house right now and I'm like, this room is like 10 or 12 or whatever. And that one's like 10 or 12. And then we have like a little yard on the side. So like my house, what, you know, it's about the size of my house and you're going to be inside of that going down to the surface of the moon. That's wild, but it's also 100 feet tall, 150 feet tall. <laughs> so what is this? What kind of timeline are we living right now? Um, so NC Davis says, I think the ISS docking ports have a male-female port. Uh, these are mirror images that can be both active and passive. A dragon can't dock with a dragon today. This fixes that. Oh, oh, that's interesting, NC Davis. I did not read that. Uh, for ISS docking, Dragon must get to altitude ahead of ISS. Yeah, they have to. They have. They're chasing it the whole time, and they have to. They have to go faster than the ISS. They have to catch up to it. Wild. It's it's such a wild thing to think about. Something that's going as fast as the ISS. Let's see how fast I go. I know it's incredibly fast, like twenty five bazillion miles an hour. Um, 17,400 miles per hour, the ISS, 28,000 kilometers per hour. And you have to catch up to that. You have a spacecraft that has to catch up to that. So that's a wild thing to begin with, 17,400 miles per hour. And you have to catch up to it. You have to catch up to the target. Um, so it's not the same as orbiting the moon. Um, they're going to be docking in lunar orbit. It's not going to be the same thing. But it's similar. They have to catch up. You know, they have to. There's a there's a docker. You know, like there's a a, a ship that they're going to be docking with, and there's going to be uh, what did they say here? What the soft capture chaser and the target. That's what they use the terms chaser and a target. So the target would be um, Orion, I guess, right? And then Starship has to catch up to Orion. Is that how this works? Yeah, because they're going to launch the the people. Wait a second. They'll say the Starship could perform a soft capture while in dock. While with two spacecraft dock, one vehicle is the active chaser role, while the other is in a target role. It doesn't say which one's which this time, though. Okay, so I'll have to do a little bit more research and figure that out. Which one's going to be the chaser and which one's going to be the target? Interesting, though. Um. 
I believe NASA open sources it. Oh, they open source the docking mechanism. That's that's very cool. Uh, it shows that space is hard um, when faulty connection is over. Yeah, I, I mean, it's true. You know, if you have a thousand things, right? Say, say you have a thousand things in your spacecraft. If one of those thousand things go wrong, everything goes wrong. But you have to have a thousand things go right in order for everything to go right, for like one big thing to go right. But if one thing goes wrong, the whole thing, you know, the whole mission could be scrubbed. So it is, it's an incredible feat of engineering what they're doing already, uh, but I, I can't wait for the future. And here's a screenshot of, um, from Lab Padre of the ship that's going to be raised up, hopefully, uh, hopefully later today. I'm hoping it goes today, but the weather's getting a little bit wonky down there. So if they're going to put it up, uh, I don't know if they're going to wait or not, because it, there's some there's some like kind of wonky weather going on. High winds and some rain. And usually when that stuff happens, like the high winds happen, it's probably not a good idea to stack a ship on top of a booster. They've done it before and it's been fine. But for the most part, um, it's probably safer to not have a ship on top of a booster with high winds and um, you know, a lot of rain and stuff. So keep it on the ground for now. Maybe, maybe it's going to, maybe they're going to wait like a, a day or two until this storm passes. Uh, but it's just really foggy and wet there today. And, um, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully the storm passes soon and they can stack this up. They might even stack it up today. We don't know, but it looks like it's right there. It's going to happen like as soon as possible, it'll stack. And then who knows when will the launch be? When will IFT three be? Um, I'm not hundred percent sure we're, we're hoping, uh, sometime in March, sometime in March. So I'm hoping first couple weeks of March, which would be great. Uh, but I'm expecting starship to be ready to do the final testing within about a week from now. They'll have all the tests ready and then flight termination system. And also the FEA will allow them to fly. They'll give them a flight license. And then, I mean, it's, it's March tomorrow. It's leap day. Happy leap day, everybody. Um, yeah, so it could be within the next week or two that we see a flight of Starship. I would really love to get there. I would really, really love to get there. Unfortunately, I cannot take that much time to go to this launch without a plan ahead of time. So I have to wait till IFT4. So I'm going to start that campaign as soon as possible the ft4 campaign and get i'll get there i'll get to ift4 um yeah that would be cool so but i'll be i'll be here to stream ift3 so stay here subscribe hit the like button etc so we can be together and watch this sweet launch together i would you know i i really love um everyday astronauts coverage I think he has the best coverage, um, mainly because he's there doing it. You know, he, he's there doing it in the studio while they're prepping for the launch and they have all the cameras. I think he has the best angles as well. I think his production quality is like way above everybody else. Um, so NASA Spaceflight has great coverage as well. Lab Padre has great coverage as well, but I, I would say that uh i was gonna say angry astronaut <laughs> the angry astronaut i love i love the angry astronaut he's so funny dude he's like the bad guy in wrestling 
You know, he's like that bad guy, the heel in wrestling. He's so funny. He's a good guy. Like in real life, you know, when, when he's talking like smack about rocket companies, it's hilarious, but he's right most of the time. Right. Like he has, he has a lot of good points. Um, but also like him on screen is him like turned up to 11, you know? So he's a good guy. Like I've talked to him in real life and just hang out. Like we hung out, we did a show together and he's just like a chill dude. Um, Robert says, I believe Starship has to perform a landing before a uh, demonstration. Do they have to take off again? Uh, I think the requirement was to not take off. I'm going to look into that though, because I, you do have a good point. The requirement wasn't to take off, but I'm 100% sure SpaceX will take off. They'll just do it anyway. You know, they have to prove it to themselves. They have to prove it to everybody um, that they can actually do that because like they, they should, like that should be the requirement, right? To get to the lunar surface and take off again, to get back to lunar orbit. It would be silly if they didn't have that requirement because they can't just like get to the lunar surface and then, oh, maybe we are stuck down here. What's going to happen then? That's a wild thing to think about. Um, there are contingency plans for that, but um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure the spec of that at, off the top of my head. Uh, also, thank you for the 40 likes. Uh, we have 72 people here. If we can get 10 of you to hit the like button, that would be great. Just so we can get it up to around 50. That would be amazing. Also, uh, I want to bring something to your attention is that if you love space flight and if you love Starship, and SpaceX and NASA, um, an easy way to get different, uh, different people in your feed, like different channels in your feed, subscribe to a channel that you like to watch. Like if you subscribe to this channel, you'll get more space flight news in your YouTube feed. If you like this video, YouTube will see that as well. And they'll say, Hey, yeah, this person likes space flight so much that they liked and they subscribed to space flight channel. And if you make a comment or if you chat, you know, be active in chat. Like that's, that's a really fun thing to do too. I love to talk with you guys about uh, starship and like, just be active in chat. I think it'd be really fun to talk to anybody with an opinion. Uh, make your opinion known, make your voice heard. Helps me out a little bit. Like it does, it's not going to like make me rich or anything. So I'm just being completely honest with you here. I've talked to YouTube reps about this and you know, they, they said, um, those things actually happen and those things work. So, um, yeah, I, I do it all the time. I subscribe to like random space flight reporters. I'm like, Oh, cool. Let's see what's going on with this person. You know, I'll, I'll uh, start getting more recommendations in my feed. So, uh, yeah, take a second, do that and help out the channel a little bit. You know, we're growing towards a hundred thousand. We're at 91,000. We're almost at 92,000, 91,883 right now. So if we could get seven more people, we'd be at 91,890. If we get 17, we'd be at 91,900. So we have 71 people here. We can get 17 of you <laughs> to subscribe to the channel. I know it's a big ask. I know it's a big ask, but if we get 17 people to sub, that'd be great. Get us to, get us that much closer. 91,900 would be a really good milestone for leap day. Um, it's a very cool and relaxing way to spend a few hours here. Yeah, I agree, Naked. I agree. It's and the cool thing about our community is that we're a very positive community. It's it's like a tight knit, fun community. Very relaxed, very laid back. 
you know, if you want all the hard science and hard data about this stuff, there are other channels out there. But I just like to have a good conversation with you guys. So it's it's very, very fun, very positive. Um, uh, Gardner says, it's very positive alongside the rest of the bad news. Usually getting feeds. So happy to be able to talk about my favorite topic, spaceflight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, oh, Debs, you caught that. Okay. SNP, what is the 31224? That's my guess for the launch of Starship. It's my Easter egg. 31224. January, January, February, March, third month, 12th day, 2024. That's my Easter egg. To That's my guess when we're going to be launching the Starship. Good catch. Uh, and next time I'm at launch, I'll let you know. Oh, that'd be cool. That's cool, man. I'm so IFT four is definitely a thing that I'm working towards. I was going to go to crew eight. Um, that's not going to happen. Um, I have some other commitments I have to do. So crew eight is out of the question for me right now. The next crew launch crew nine, I'll go to that. And I want to do, uh, all the IFTs from here on out. IFT four, IFT five, IFT six, IFT seven. I'm planning on all of them. So if you want to help, if you want to help, subscribe to the channel easy free takes a second like this video we got 53 likes or become a member of the channel if you become a member of the channel it's like five bucks a month or something i think it's for three to five dollars a month um and you're gonna help not only like you know you can help me get to these these flights and i'll do live coverage from them you'll be able to take the journey with me too live blogging like vlogging along the way um you know things like that so you can help you can help out uh, that's the way I raise money for this channel. I do it because I, I think it's fun. I don't make a ton of money from it, but it's it's really fun. Um, you get an Easter egg. Yeah, Debs, you found it. Um, booking the time for four. Yeah. So the thing is, IFT, like doing all these launches is incredibly expensive. To go see a launch, unless you're going to go dirt cheap on this stuff. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to go dirt cheap because... I want to wake up in the morning and not feel like junk the day of the launch, you know, or the day after the launch. So, I mean, there are very inexpensive hotels and motels in, um, in Brownsville. So we have to, you have to take that in consideration. So when you're going to go for a flight, when you go, go see a flight, um, there's hotels, there's travel, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to drive there, it's going to be a while before you get there. So if it might be, 20 hours or something to drive there pretty long drive um do that in a couple days do that two days maybe 10 hour days and then when you get there you need a hotel for a couple days because you never know if i have to you know the, if the launch is going to actually happen the day that it's scheduled to happen uh so it's going to take a bunch of choo -choo. <laughs> yeah yeah it's going to take a take a little bit of cha-ching <laughs> right so like if you if you they say it's going to happen on a thursday it might happen on a monday so you got to book your hotel from thursday to tuesday probably and that's they jacked up the rates because it's surge pricing of course so uh, a little motel that's 50 bucks goes up to 100 bucks just for that flight um or something on the island where you have uh, a deck that you can watch the launch from you know, surge pricing, it's usually 120 bucks or something. And now it's at $300 per day, you know, some, something like that. So the bad thing is that happens, right? So you have to plan ahead. It's going to cost a thousand bucks to go there. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, when I lived in Brownsville, it's great. I was hoping that for the, the, uh, booster four ship 20 would launch. Didn't happen when I was there. So it was, it would have been cheaper for me. I mean, it was cheaper for me, not cheaper. I wouldn't say cheaper. It was more economically feasible for me to live in Brownsville, get the coverage of starship that I could for the year that I was there and hope that a flight was going to happen and the flight never happened. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm going to, I'm campaigning for IFT4 here. We're going to be doing that soon. By the way, is the feed, is the feed clean for you guys? By the way, or does it glitch or anything? Because I'm like watching the feed here on my side and it looks a little glitchy. I'm not sure. Get a camper. Yeah, I was actually thinking about renting like some sort of van or camper that I could sleep in, you know? I, there's there's plenty of options out there. Oh, it happened to you. Oh no, Gardner, that's not good. Went there for a week, ended up there two weeks. Oh, nice. Did you have you seen an IFT launch or a Starship launch? I haven't seen one yet. I've, I've been, it, my life has been so hectic over the last like two years that I haven't had a chance to go to a launch. Yeah. So yeah, the, the flight of IMT three sometime just when ads pop up. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I have no control over that count. That's all YouTube doing the ads. I don't press a button to do ads or anything. Um, so yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think it's just me then. I think it's just me on my side that it just looks weird. It looks glitchy on my side. Thank you for that input. Appreciate that. So yeah, if you're going to a flight, if you're going to a starship flight, plan ahead, you know? Um, so one of the, the advice that I can give you, if you're going to Starbase itself, bring a ton of water, like, like, and I hate to do this because it's not like the best thing to do. Get a jug of water, you know, like a gallon of water, but also get like water bottles, like a big 24 pack of water bottles. Not the best thing to do. Usually fill up something like this and take it with you. But if you're going to be there for hours, bring water with you because you're going to need it. It's really hot at Starbase. Um, you know, it's really, really hot at Starbase. So don't dehydrate. Bring snacks with you too, because there's no way to get food down there. There's no way to get water or food or a toilet. Like there's no bathroom at Starbase. There's no public facilities. You have to drive 20 minutes back to Bronzeville to go to the restroom. Um, so just keep that in mind when you actually go on your trip to Starbase. Uh, it's it's a wild place down there. It's for free for all. Um, side of the road, you park on the side of the road. It's cool. You park wherever you can. Nobody, you know, you can park wherever... Uh, uh, highway four is a public parking area off the side can't park in the road but anything off the road you can park over there um so just take it you know take advantage of that when you're down there and just go chill out go hang out be nice to people you know that's the best place the best way to do it and get out of the way of spacex that's another thing you gotta do get out of the way of spacex because they're there to do work uh, the workers there say hi and like, Hey guys, what's up? Um, I got to know a bunch of them when I was there. Very cool people, very nice people, um, hardworking people. They're out there in the heat all day. Um, you know, give them a thumbs up, whatever, you know, wave to them say, you know, this normal, they're just normal people doing work. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's going to be a fun IFT four for me. Um, Wessex says, I love your channel because you're always answering people's questions. Unlike some of the other channels. Yeah. I don't think, 
I don't think questions should be answered if you donate only. Like, I think that's weird. I think like, I, I understand they're doing a business. Like they're, I mean, I could do that and make more money, but like, why would I? That's not the kind of person I am. I like, I love money. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. I'd love to get, I'd love to be able to afford things, but um, I'm here for, for space flight. You know, I'm here for, to create a positive atmosphere and a cool community for people to enjoy space flight in. So that's, you know, that's why I, I like you guys too. Like I like our community and we have 63 likes speaking of likes. Yeah. I like our community because we're like everyone that comes here is pretty cool. Uh, every once in a while I get a wild person, you know, get a, get a troll, but if you do, you just ban them, whatever, not a big deal. So yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I like about like how I wanted to make this community really positive. I didn't want it to be like every other community out there. I didn't want any negativity. I wanted people to enjoy space flight. Talk about Starship. You know, I'm a huge SpaceX fan, huge SpaceX fan. I've been doing this channel for like four years. Um, slow and steady is the growth rate, which is fine with me. I'm cool with that. Would I love to have over 100,000 subscribers? That'd be cool. This is the number though. You know, we have 91,883 right now. If we can get seven more subs, 91,890, that would be cool. That would be a nice way to end the stream today. If we don't get it, that's cool. Um, but I would love for people to enjoy Starship. That's it. That's it. That's all I want. Um, speaking of that, we have one last thing to talk about today. And it's not Starship related. It's intuitive machines. But it's kind of Starship related because Artemis missions are sort of Starship, right? Uh, Odysseus continues to operate on the lunar surface. That was the lander, the IM-1 uh, lander, landed on the moon, flipped over on its side. Uh, at approximately 1100 CST, flight controllers intend to downlink additional data and command Odie into a configuration that he may phone home if and when he wakes up when the sun rises again. So Odie is going to sleep for now. And we will see Odysseus on the other side of the lunar night. Hopefully. I hope we do. I really hope we do. It's um, it's an inspiring mission. Some people think it's a failure. And to those people, I think you're completely wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Because you know who makes up those rules? Not you. You know who makes up those rules? NASA and intuitive machines make up the rules. So if you want to make up your own rules, that's your own game. Intuitive machines says this is a huge success. They landed on the moon. Not 100% perfect, but their science missions were successful. They have a bunch of data that they can sift through now. Um, so if they want to call it a success, that's their right to call it a success. But I'm going to tell you, if you think this thing, if Intuitive Machines Lander is a failure, you may want to think again because it is not a failure. They've done, they've gathered so much data. And this is the first time that anything has landed on the moon from a commercial spaceflight company ever. Ever. That's huge. That alone is 100% success for the mission. Did they do it perfectly? No. No, they didn't. Were there people on board? No, 
Did they have to do it perfect? No, they didn't. They never expected it to go 100%. You know, that when you when you do a mission like this, there's a certain approximate uh, percentage that may go wrong. And they factor that in. Like, hey, you know, maybe 60% is going to work. We would love 100% to work, but it might not work. So let's just, you know, let's hope for the best. Let's work as hard as we can. And their time constraints were crazy a couple they had to do this in a couple years like four years or something four or five years so building a lunar lander in like four or five years for a private company that's never done it before and it made it to the moon and it landed that's a huge success that's a huge huge success so i think if if you want to throw stones at glass houses just look inside yourself why are you so mean just be happy that I am one landed on the moon, man. <laughs> right? Like, just be happy. Just be happy that they did it. And also, this data is going to be super important for the Artemis missions coming up. So Artemis 2, Artemis 3, Artemis 4, Artemis 5. When people land on the moon again, uh, this is going to be one of those uh, landers that gives them so much data that they can sift through and they can learn from that'll protect the people that land on the moon. So anyone that says I am, I am one is a failure. Um, I don't think you're right. I think you're completely wrong. So that's, that's my opinion on this. I am one complete success. Um, I am one. Those who say I am one uh, Odysseus is a failure. Don't remember, or we're not alive to know the failures NASA had getting Apollo to the moon hundreds of failures for nasa yeah um you know people um you know people died during the apollo program right apollo one crew capsule um there was a launch rehearsal and three people ed white gus grissom and roger chafee died in 1967 due to a fire inside of their capsule. So, you know, NASA, you know, as, as uh, many things they've done right, um, they've also had, like, that's a massive failure. Yeah, Gemini, yeah, remember Gemini, high oxygen pressure, con yeah, when they see people on the moon again, yeah, I'm going to be, to reawaken. In a, yeah, it's going to be crazy, Gardner. When they, when people do step on the moon again, I think more that we're going to get more engineers, more scientists. Um, we're going to get more people that just kind of wake up, you know, um, and realize how cool space is again, because right now, like starship, it's ours, you know, it's, it's ours right now. We have a really small community, no matter how many people watch, you know, bigger streams like NASA space flight or, you know, whoever, uh, everyday astronaut or whatever. Thousands of people watch those streams. Tens of thousands of people watch those streams. Tens of thousands of people watch NASA streams of uh, human launches. But you got to remember that like millions and millions and millions of people tuned in. How many people watched the uh, lunar landing? Let's see. I think it was like the biggest broadcast of all time or something. Apollo lunar landing uh, TV um, TV stats. 
that let's see let's google that estimated 150 million americans 150 million watched the apollo landing <laughs> what this is like and plus the replays all that stuff 150 million people watched it live Yeah, that's a, according to the National Aero, uh, Air and Space Museum. Um, so they said estimated 650 million people around the globe. 650 million people. How many, like Mr. Beast? Okay, let's see how many, how many, uh, let's see, Mr. Beast. Beast. There we go. Let's see what his top video is. Mr. Beast, his top video, popular videos. 580 million for Mr. Beast. That's a lot. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna be like, yo, I bet it's like 100 million, but <laughs> that's a lot. All right, maybe that isn't the best comparison because every one of his videos, like all of his top videos, have like hundreds of millions, like 300 million <laughs> views. Okay, that's not a very, that's not the best comparison. But you know, 650 million people watching the lunar landing, it's gonna be very similar. To, I think it's gonna be similar to that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, TV was still black and white screen only. Yeah. And you only had like three stations at that point. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Just join the channel, Rishi. Thank you. Uh, I wasn't sure if I had updated you, but am recognized by the FAA to fly at hundred thousand feet since returning from biosphere where I did my spacesuit pressurization training and water egress. Oh, dude, Holly, that's cool. That's very cool. I didn't know that. 100,000 feet. That's up there. Uh, Dad put me in front of the TV. History. Watch it. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm going to do that with my boy. When Artemis goes again, Artemis 2, I'll be like, dude, you got to watch this. Because he's three now. And when, you know, when Artemis 2 happens, it'll be like four or five. So at that point, I'll be like, hey, check this out. Or I'll take him with me to the launch. You know, that's going to be cool. Oh, I got a kid now. I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> I like a three-year-old boy. Yeah. If you've been following the channel for a long time, I had some light, some massive life changes within the last uh, four months, three months. Yeah. I moved. So little history here. Um, girl I used to date a long time ago. We've always been, we've always talked and always connected, but within the last like six months, um, we decided to give it another shot and we're like, yeah, we've been like, you know, we've been kind of in love for like the last in this, like not space flight related, but we've been in love for like the last 30 years, but we had like these different paths in life. We couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, like the relationship thing. And we're like, Hey, we're both in good places. Let's do this. So she has a kid and I'm like, whatever. I like kids. They're cool. And then <laughs> I was like, I live in Vermont. She lives in Savannah, Georgia. She has this really great job in Savannah and I live in Vermont and I do YouTube and podcasts for a living. So I was like, whatever, I'll just go down there. I got a studio. I can just set it up anywhere. I don't care. So here I am in Savannah, Georgia now. Pretty crazy. I love it. It's very cool. And I'm close to NASA. So like that was another thing. Like that's another selling point. I was like, hmm, you're close to NASA and like cool girl cool kid all right let's do it <laughs> so yeah that was that was a wild wild trip though so now i got a little boy 
And now I can I can teach him all about space flight. He likes rockets. He thinks they're cool. But um, I don't know if he was going to like the wildness. I think he would like the wildness of the Artemis mission because it's a lot of people. A million people will probably show up for the Artemis launches. Um, yeah, so what's your podcast name? Uh, it's called, I call it SpaceX News Pod. It's a, like an actual podcast. It's similar to this. And like these are, like when I do these kind of shows, these get uploaded to that too. I also have a show called the Elon Musk Podcast, which I um, do news all about Elon's companies. So that's another one. And I have another one that's coming out soon uh, about AI and technology. Um, and I haven't launched that, that yet. I've done a soft launch, but I'm not really happy with it. So I have to retool some stuff. Um, so yeah, I got to I gotta redo that. But I'll let you guys know about that one too. It's pretty cool. And there's links in the, maybe in the description for the, uh, for the podcast not sure but they're also in the um also on the youtube page too yeah um it's a science fest yeah that's gonna be crazy right it's gonna be awesome Van george about six hours drive to huntsville alabama yeah six hours is not like super crazy um it's like a you know it's a day trip you'd go there in one day and then you have to stay the night and then do some huntsville alabama hunts Huntsville, Alabama stuff um, at NASA. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. But yeah, Starbase is about 20 hours from here. I plan on making a trip uh, for IFT4. IFT3, not going to make it there. Uh, still getting my getting my bearings here. I've only been here for about a month. Still settling in. Finally got my studio set up. I was on the kitchen table for the longest time. Um, like the studio was on the kitchen table for the longest time. We didn't have any place to eat. Like I would eat at my computer and everybody would like, we'd eat around <laughs> like my computer. It was funny. Um, thoughts about IFT three success. I think they've worked out some bugs from IFT two stage separation. I think is going to be cleaner. Um, booster. Hmm. I don't think the booster is going to make it. Just a hunch, no reasoning. Um, so I don't think Booster's going to make it. I think the ship's going to do fine, and the the experiments on the ship are going to do fine. Um, they have a propellant transfer experiment that they're going to be doing, and they're also going to be doing a possible Starlink experiment on the ship. So I think the ship's going to be fine. I think they're going to be able to do that. But I don't think the booster is going to make it back. I think it's going to blow up again. Um, I think it's I think it's going to be more successful than last time. I just don't think it's going to make it all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico in one piece. I think IFT four and IFT five are going to be the turning points for booster, and also the ship is going. I think they're going to start doing soft landings with booster IFT four and IFT five. I think it's going to be good then. But right now, I, I don't think they I, I think they I think they'll get to a good point, but I don't think they're going to be 100 percent successful landing both the ship and the booster. I feel Booster 10 will make Michael Maxi says feel Booster 10 will make splashdown ship 28 may not survive reentry. If it does, it will splash down. Oh, you think Booster 10 will make the splashdown? I I w- I don't know. I'm I'm hope I hope they put the checks in place to 
mitigate what happened last time. I really do. Five and six for you. Oh yeah. It seems like a, it seems like an interest, like we're right in the middle of like stuff's going to start working anytime now. Like they might get lucky and everything works, you know, like their engineering is great. Science is great, but they may just like a valve might just, you know, valves are always, you know, in, uh, they're always a thing, right? Things get clogged up. So there's a possibility that happens and we lose a booster. Um, how many launches this year, your guess? Um, so we're already in March. So that's three months in. If they, even if they do a two month turnaround, that would be seven altogether. If they do a two ish month turnaround, um, that'd be seven ish, six or seven. So I think they could get five. Yeah, I don't know. I, it seems like, you know, five to seven, somewhere in that range. I think that's all they're going to be able to do. Um, I think it, it's going to be because, as you know, things happen. Um, this booster, Booster 10, had to go back to the, the bay. The ship had to get tested again. Things happen. You know, like if maybe they're a couple weeks behind. The FAA is also involved. If SpaceX does this next test flawlessly, uh, the FAA will just kind of like step back a little bit and be like, oh, that was great. Good job. Uh, let's, you know, is there anything that happened SpaceX? And SpaceX will be like, yeah, there's like this one or two, one or two things that we could close out. And then they'll be able to fly again. The FAA will approve them much faster, like every time, because if they show that they can fly at a better cadence and with, um, you know, more precision, I think they're going to, I think the FAA is going to step up their game and just get them going, you know, as soon as possible because the FAA, they released a statement um, a couple of days ago that actually said that they are ready. Like they're working with SpaceX hand in hand, like ready to go. They want this thing to fly. Like they're not holding SpaceX back. They want everything to go. I'm trying to find out my tabs. I don't think I have it, but they want them to go as fast as possible. They wanted to launch as fast as possible. So yeah, they have a, they have a, um, you know, they have a vested interest in getting this thing flying as soon as possible and as many times as possible. So yeah, that's, that's about it today, guys. I appreciate you guys stopping by though. I appreciate all the questions too. So, uh, thanks. We have 69 likes, which is really cool. Um, but can we get 70? Let's see. Can we also get subs? Let's see. 91,884. We got one sub in the last like hour of me doing this, me talking my brains out. So if somebody be nice enough, Hit the sub button. Are they lifting it? Let me see. They're pretty close. If they aren't lifting it right now, um, it's in the in the waiting arms of the uh, of the chopsticks. It's in the chopsticks now, um, but I don't see it lifting quite yet. I'm looking at the streams right now. Looking at NSF right now. I don't see it lifting. Yeah, the the arms are way too low on the ship for it to lift. So soon enough, though, soon enough, they might lift it today, depending on the weather, too. The weather's always kind of sketchy down there. So in about 30 minutes, I mean, this high winds, it looks like some high winds down there, too. So um, 
yeah but it's ready to ready to lift it's pretty close so hopefully they get a lift today maybe tomorrow so we'd like 70 views yeah very nice 70 viewers yep perfect all right thanks guys i appreciate your time and i appreciate you spending your time here with me on the space news pod uh please take care of yourselves and each other and hit that like and subscribe button because i'm a youtuber and i have to say that it's uh it's in my contract on youtube that i have to say that so that's it thanks everybody uh join the flight crew please hit the like and subscribe button and if you really like it i'm a cheerleader and if you really want to support the channel and my trip to ift4 so you can get an insider look at um, starbase and what it's like to travel to starbase uh become a member of the show it really helps out tremendously and i'm going to push memberships for the next foreseeable future so we can get me to ift4 in one piece and then we can do this and my shirt is untucked what a weird shirt anyway Bye, everybody. <laughs> Take care of yourselves.